Welcome. This is a bonus episode of Down Under Investigations, The Truth, which uh, this episode, this bonus, comes with a brief trigger warning that uh, if family violence, family abuse and that sort of thing does trigger you, um, there will be discussions around those topics. So uh, best just skip through if uh, that does trigger you. We just want you to take care of yourself. Um, rather than listen to our podcast if that's something that will uh, upset you. So the reason we're doing this bonus podcast is simply because in our previous episode, we talked about a young man who was missing for eight years named Rudy Farias. He was missing in Houston, Texas, and his mother had reported him missing. He had taken off for a walk with his dogs and had never returned, but his dogs somehow had. That was my first red flag when I heard this story, but there wasn't much information going out to the public. Police were keeping things close to their chest. And we were excited to hear that this young man who had been missing for eight years had now been found. So we put together the last podcast discussing, um, in part, the case and... uh, how exciting it is for an investigator when we do find someone who has gone missing and when someone has been found because we realise that family um, and friends, their heart breaks for someone who's gone missing. Now, a bit more evidence has come out. At the time, Rudy was not responsive. He was in what his mother said was a hospital, which actually wasn't a hospital. It was a hotel room. And she posted some photos online of him in a bed, in hospital, potentially. Um, It's been proven those photos were from many years ago. So what's happened is uh, there's been a police interview, Rudy, recently, in the last 24 hours. And they invited a counsellor to come along and assist with the interview, um, whose name was Quinnell X. Uh, Quinnell has been working in those sorts of fields for many, many years, very well respected in that area. So he was invited into the interview. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play for you what Quinnell X uh, said after he came out from the interview. And I'd rather you hear it directly from people that are involved. And after him, we're going to hear from police, family and other people. Um, But take a listen to this. I was able to meet Rudy Julio and I was able to talk with him without her presence with one detective for an hour and 15 minutes and he shared horrific details of what happened to him and he told us the truth about where he's been, what's been going on, where he's, where he's been hit out at, the things his mother did and he kept saying, I just, I don't want to go to prison, I don't want to go to prison. The things he told me, I broke down tears. The things he told me, I broke down tears. She was getting the drugs. She was punishing by locking him in the room. Over and over, she convinced him that law enforcement wanted to put him in jail. That law enforcement would look at him because he ran away. And then because he ran away, he was going to prison. And she convinced him and then giving him psychotropic medication, giving him all types of drugs. And convinced him that he was in trouble. And so she convinced him to use a sole name because she had been raising money to, to look for him. The, the cat, I mean, uh, go find me something like that. And uh, you know, she had a financial incentive. 
not to have your father reveal who he is. And on top of the sexual abuse. No doubt about it. And I started crying. I couldn't believe it. I just, I, I tried to hold back my tears to be strong for him because I didn't want him to see that. I just started crying. No mother. The most sacred thing to a young man is his mama. I don't know one man to tell you the most sacred thing to him is not his mama. But to hear what she did to her son, that's the damn devil. Oh, he, he, he ran away eight years ago, but he came home two days later. And she convinced him to hide in the house. She convinced him to not reveal that he had been found. Two days later, she convinced, I believe, I believe she believed it after a certain amount of time, he forgot about the case. And she convinced him to take on his assumed name believe it was really the same name. And with a lot of drugs, his boys are used big time with drugs. Along with our biggest sexual abuse, based on what he said to us. His boys have been tortured and physically. It's awful what took place in the house. That was the house of hell. Period. Absolutely. I stressed it over and over again to them. This boy's life is in danger. And I kept stressing it. And I put it on the record. That his life was in danger with her. Like a kid that was mentally tortured. Like a kid that is psychologically just traumatized and tortured. And a kid, obviously, obviously, who suffered tremendous drug abuse. Uh, I saw the scars, yes. Here, slash marks. I mean, slash marks from here to here. These, like razor cut marks. He had scars all over his forearms. Scars all the time. It was, it was ridiculous. He said, I just want to be free. He said, I'm tired of living like a slave. His exact words. That's what he said. He said, I'm tired of living like a slave. I feel like a slave, and I just wanted to be free. I, I want to see this kid get the best mental health treatment that he possibly can. He has lived a horrific eight years. I pray to God that he's mentally restored to a full recovery. And I want to see that mother pay for the crime she committed against her son. And until law enforcement does whatever they're going to do. When I, I stress to law enforcement over and over again, he's not safe in her custody at all. He is not. And they heard. They heard everything he said to me. I can't believe she was not arrested on the spot. They heard everything she said to me. Now, they, they, they heard everything he said. Everything he said. Ain't no way in hell. She should not be on the way to the county jail. Yeah, she was part. He was going in and out of in and out of, get out of emotional states. It was never up. It was always down state, but he was sometimes he would cry, sometimes he would talk, sometimes he would cry, sometimes he would talk, under the shape. But he kept saying, I just don't want her to get I just don't want her to get in trouble. I don't want her to go to prison. So that was pretty soon after Rudy was interviewed. Um, that that counselor slash activist Gwinnell X made that statement. And then police responded to that with a little bit more information and some clarification. Um, you've got to remember police are looking at this from a legal perspective and from a welfare perspective. What what charges can there possibly be? Is there more evidence that they're aware of that uh, we don't know about and Quinnell doesn't know about? So let's have a listen to a part of their interview. Good morning, I'm Lieutenant Zamora with the Homicide Division Missing Persons Unit. To my left, I have Detective Sergeant Jimenez, Detective Brian Ford, and Detective Elena Claiborne. 
we're discussing facts related to 25-year-old Rudy Farias, who was reported missing on March 7, 2015. He was 17 years old when his mother reported him missing. During the eight-year time frame where he was missing, investigators followed up on many tips, leads, collected evidence provide, proving that Rudy was not missing during the eight-year period. Many of these facts included contacts and statements with relatives, friends, neighbors, and medical professionals. Rudy was recently identified as having previous HPD interactions, meaning that he made contact with patrol officers out on the street. However, during these contacts, fictitious names and date of births were given, misleading officers, and Rudy would remain missing. In fact, both Janie, Rudy's mother, and Rudy himself gave fictitious names while interacting with various patrol officers. After investigators talked with him yesterday, it was discovered that Rudy returned home the following day on March 8, 2015. Mother Janie continued to deceive police by remaining adamant that Rudy was still missing. She alleged her nephew was a person friends and family were seen coming and going. However, we disputed that. Currently, the DA has declined any charges at this time for making fictitious reports and failure to ID. Uh, investigators have reached out to adult protective services. HPD victim services has reached out. We've also connected Rudy with victim services to ensure that he has a method to recover. Now, based on Rudy's interview, there were no reports of sexual abuse reported. Um, if there is a disclosure made, we will continue to investigate. Currently, the investigation is active, and there are new leads coming in. We'll continue to follow those leads. We do take all allegations seriously, and any new information or facts that we receive will be investigated. Basically, what we're saying is our investigation is our investigation, and we treat it the same. Uh, we're going to, uh, our investigators were, were in the room, and basically, you know, uh, what, what they heard and what they interviewed, that's what we attest to in our office reports and our investigations. And I'm not here, neither are they here to question anybody's integrity, but our integrity with the Houston Police Department stands, and, and, and uh, we're going to report and put in office reports what a victim or a potential victim tells us. Sergeant Stephanes, uh, yes, I, I interviewed him, and no, uh, there was no, you know, I'm trained to, to, to listen for probable cause. I'm trained to listen for uh, statements that can help me get charges or, or move for, for, forward with the case. And no, I there was no statements made uh, during this investigation so far. So we don't release any type of information related to sexual assault. That's, that's just state law. I can't comment on that. The, the investigation is still going on, Courtney, and uh, I'm not going to say that he's a victim or not. I, I'm thinking, you know, and, and, and saying we're going to treat this just as we do with any uh, potential victim or victim, and we're going to give uh, respect uh, to everybody that's that's involved. Uh, we're going to conduct our investigation, and uh, we're, we're kind of right at the beginning of it. Uh, this investigation is going to go on after this uh, press conference. If, if charges are, 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 are you know, appropriate um they'll see but let us conduct investigation uh, and what's next uh, courtney uh, just as any other investigation we're, we're going to follow our evidence uh,
we're going to do more interviews and we're going to follow the evidence. And I think that's important. There, there are going to be some uh, uh, more parts to the investigations. And, 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 you know, some of that may come into play. But right now, we don't have any information to, to say that there was any kind of kidnapping or anything like that right now. Okay. No, at the time, he was reported missing eight years ago. Being missing is not a crime. So the, the detectives had no lawful means or probable cause to issue a search warrant for the residence, which was searched several times. So in wrapping this up, let's uh, hear from Brenda Paradise, who's the local private investigator who was working on this case. It's disappointing. It's heartbreaking. The amount of people in the community that came together for him to just be able to help and provide this mother for answers and she was holding the cards the whole time. Some of those resources we have to pay out of our own pockets for. So, you know, as volunteers, we're willing to do that for families that are missing. And that, that's part of the heartbreak in all this is that so many resources were just misused. And this is a cousin of Rudy speaking outside the police headquarters. All they had to do was bring her in, bring her in and question her, bring Rudy in, take him to get evaluated, get, have medical records because he has not been in a hospital. So that is where we're up to with the matter of Rudy Farias. Very, very sad story. Many twists and turns. And uh, there's just nothing positive at all out of, out of this. Um, I don't know what to say, really. Uh, the investigation's obviously ongoing. Police will be doing hard work behind the scenes to find out the truth, find out was there coercion, um, was there those allegations proven, um, or was it a young man who's obviously got some, um, some mental issues and uh, some, some needs help? Uh, is he making some things up? And the mother too. Oh, it's just an awful situation all around. But um, anyway, thanks for listening and we will follow this again and uh, we will update as more information comes forth about this case. We would really appreciate if you would take the time to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Please also check out our social media on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. If you'd like to get in touch with Simon and the Down Under Investigation team for any reason, please check out our website at www.downunderinvestigations.com or call 1300-849-007 or email info at downunderinvestigations.com. Thanks for listening.